know how the story originally broke? A Packers podcaster named Big B. Shout out, Big oh, B. Jamal Williams is inside the 30, out in front, a Green Bay touchdown. Jamal Williams is the GOAT, the GOAT. That's all you need to know. Yeah, let's keep it over 25 minutes, all right? We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. Welcome back into the Underage Packers podcast. This is episode 137, and we are coming to you live outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin, as training camp has officially kicked off for the Packers, and me and Big B are in town for this very exciting first week of practices. So, uh, Big B, how are you doing today? Very tired. It's mm-hmm. been a long week. Uh my brain is not fully here, so I'll right. through this one. We'll see how it goes. You know, we did just did a Matt Ramage uh, video with him earlier today, and you did confuse Luke Musgrave with Lucas Van Ness, but it's all right. So hopefully you don't get too many hate comments for that. But oh, I'm used to it. So. Yeah, yeah, we do have quite a bit to talk today. We've been here since Tuesday, and oh boy, quite a few stuff has happened. Um, first off, you know, it wouldn't be a big B trip to Green Bay, Wisconsin without a run in with a PR team. So ex- explain what went down yesterday around 1130 AM. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I did the big no, no and filmed uh, a little 11 on 11 action and posted mm-hmm. it to social media. And yeah, it's been a, been a big day for my engagement. I gotta say like, even from when you tweeted out the Rodgers news, like obviously that was a big point of conversation and it went absolutely viral. I mean, Ian Rappaport mentioned it and that clip is in our intro, but even more this time, I feel like it has completely taken up Packers Twitter conversation. Um, I mean, there has been plenty of great memes. You know, you had Andy Herman tweeting out the security guards today um, saying they're looking out for big B. So, I'm, you know, people in the Packers office, besides Wes and Mike, we know are aware of at least Big B and his shenanigans. So we'll see if they get the word out to the Red Vests at Packers practice to not let you in tomorrow. We'll we'll have to see, but I will not be going down with you. Uh, You're going down alone there. So that happened yesterday. You know, you had Kurt Benkert and David Bakhtiari acknowledging that video uh, and then Jason Waller's. Uh, friend of the show, uh, giving you crap today outside of the closed practice. Yeah. Um, so that's that, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, during the last practice, we'll be attending. Uh, yesterday we also filmed a video with our friend Andy Herman. It was a phenomenal time. Besides the wind yeah. that ruined that video, and I haven't even looked at the comments because I'm sure they're all, you know, telling us how we need to have better audio. Um, but I did, I worked very hard to put accurate subtitles in there. So I hope that helps. You know, you just got to read. I know that might be hard and challenging for some folks, but we'll hopefully people can make it through. Um, so make sure you check out that video with Andy. He had so much great insight for our conversation. All right. And now let's get into the meat of some Packers news here. Um, first off, coming out this morning, they made the ruthless decision to cut Jonathan Garvin on his 24th birthday. Yeah, happy um, birthday. Yeah, for sure. And, 
You know, there's been a lot of conversation today um, and really about the past few weeks um, since we found out that Jonathan Garvin was uh, switching to defensive end from outside linebacker. Um, And, you know, that's usually a giveaway that things are not going the way they should. The development is not on the right track. You know, you have the famous James Looney case where he went from defensive end to tight end. Um, So, you know, it was on the wall for Jonathan Garvin. I thought he made some nice plays his rookie year, especially that game against the Saints in like week four um, of his rookie year where one of the outside linebackers had an injury and he stepped in and played really nice. But outside of that, we haven't seen too much from him. And now with Justin Hollins, Lucas Van Ness in that room, there's really no spot for him. So, you know, there's that moving to defensive line. And then also he has not been at many camp or OTAs, which, you know, I, I'm not sure what the situation was. You know, you can speculate and say that he was just lazy and didn't want to go to those optional practices, but you know, we don't know what's going on in his life. You know, I think of um, the fifth round draft pick from 2018, Cole Madison, who kind of disappeared from the team. Um, and he was probably labeled as a quitter, but it turned out, you know, his friend had committed suicide and he really just, rethought how he wanted to go with his life and um, had to retire at a very young age. So, you know, who knows what's going on with Carvin, um, but a rough birthday for him. And it looks like, I mean, they like Brenton Cox. Yeah, really. that's true. Yeah. Brenton Cox, the undrafted free agent out of Florida who has some really interesting playing style. He's a really fast guy off the edge um, played you know, four, three in Florida. So he's kind of used as an outside linebacker, but I mainly see him being a obvious passing down pass, uh, well, pass rusher, uh, kind of, um, what's the word, uh, double saying it, whatever the term for that is. Um, and really interested to see if he makes the roster or not, but he, he does seem to be the speed translates onto the, uh, the practice field for sure, which I know isn't what we're necessarily counting on, but he looks fast. Um, so that's that, that's the roster, uh, construction news. Um, we did sign Cody crest, um, and release Jeff Cotton in a corresponding move. Um, Cody crest, uh, a wide receiver. Um, we'll see what he adds to the team. He has a very block like face. So there's that for you. Nice jawline. Yeah, definitely. He's, you know, I'm sure many people are envious of that very smooth jawline of his. Um, okay, that's roster construction. And then, you know, training camp is one of my favorite times of the year, you know, especially when we're making these trips up, get to spend about a week in Green Bay, hit up all these great restaurants and places. But also, it's one of my least favorite times to be on Twitter and be a part of that conversation. Because, I mean, we were only two public practices in three practices where you can get anything from and people are already ready to make very big statements about players. They're ready to criticize everything Jordan love does. And it's so frustrating to me that here we are in, uh, what is it? Year three or year four for Jordan? 2020, 21, 22, 23, four. Yeah. So it's fourth year and he's named as a starter now, obviously, and, well, some people don't want to believe that. But 
it's so frustrating to me that he's named as a starter now and people still don't want to support him. I'm not sure if it's, you know, some other fan bases crossing in, um, but I think it's mainly a Aaron Rodgers stance and B people who want to be right in saying that in 2020, it was the wrong pick. It's like, guys, like let go of it. The pick happened. You know, it's it's three years old, and now I I would argue, you know, although it caused a big three year dispute this uh, dispute with Aaron Rodgers, it you know it, it put us in a better situation now because I think that Rodgers um, feud was while it was caused by the Jordan Love pick, there is a lot of things that Aaron wanted, and I think either way, just because of how the Packers operate they would not be keeping him around until he's 45. Yeah. So they got a quarterback that they really liked. You know, I don't think they would have drafted a quarterback if they weren't, you know, falling for Jordan Love. Um, Because simply, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because I do think they were in 2019 through 2020 looking for that quarterback. And even before then, you know, this Going back to the Ted Thompson days, they, they were interested in Deshaun Kaiser. 2019, they were interested in um, Drew Locke, Missouri Tiger legend. Um, so they've been interested in quarterbacks before, but they really like Jordan Love. And I think if they didn't like him, they could have, you know, either gotten Jalen Hurts in the second round, um, you know, or waited until a year after. So Jordan Love is not what most people want to paint it as that selection, you know, and we shouldn't even be talking about it, but a lot of people like to paint that selection as a desperation move as a, Oh shoot, we traded up and now Brandon Ayuk and Justin Jefferson are off on the board. Um, but you know, even if that's the case, I have no doubt in my mind that they really like Jordan's game coming out of college. Um, and hopefully they made uh, the right decision there. And we got two years of MVP quarterback level out of Aaron. Rodgers, I, so, I, I mean, mean... Even then, it's like, you know, they obviously didn't win anything meaningful besides a couple of playoff games in that stretch. But Jesus, if it put that much of a chip on the very petty, the always bitter Aaron Rodgers, then, hey, almost worth it just for that case. So, you know, the the Jordan Love criticism is always going to be there, and I'm very excited for him uh, to prove everybody wrong. But, you know, so people are saying that, and then – on the first day of practice, I posted a drill just because I was very excited to see one of the first passes between Jordan Love and Christian Watson. And it was literally just um, a drift route, almost like a comeback route on the side. They are literally doing this. Like this is one of the second or, th- or third drills they do. They're out there for like 15 minutes and they start doing this. where They have the wide receivers line up and they run the same route. Quarterback throws to them. Um, and so I posted uh, just a little video of that Jordan passing into Kristen and oh my god it, it did good it did good numbers but every quote tweet every reply I saw or I say should say like 80% that I saw were just like well Jordan has pretty bad timing on that throw that's intercepted by a defender there's too much air on that it's like oh my god folks they like this is literally just a drill I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but I don't. This is not what we should be overanalyzing. It's legit a warm up drill, right? Exactly. You just get in steady and running the routes. Quarterbacks drop back. 
and it's it's just so frustrating to me like can we just be excited about jordan love i i don't get it clearly not apparently not yeah and then also that video you posted of the Jaden reed in round which was a very sexy play people are like well the defense doesn't look very great and then the flip side of that is well if this is live action then the defense is stopping him two yards past the line it's like people just calm down enjoy this flood of content we're getting it's it's awesome. So and people calling out that Jaden Reed did a false start. Like, oh my god! Just enjoy the play. Exactly. Like, just uh. all right. This is your a rare chance to get to see a team drill. Just oh. just enjoy it. All right. It's it's very annoying. It's like a twice a year thing. So yeah, I mean, they don't even have pads. Yeah. Like folks, let's. That's the main just, part. Yeah, they don't have pads on yet. These players, you know, this is very early into a lot of their careers give it a break have some fun lighten up francis okay um so i don't want to talk about people overreacting any longer or else i'm going to throw a fit um so let's let's talk about some actual things we saw at practice on wednesday the team drills were on the opposite side of the field we are on the right side the team drills were all helping on the left side so we saw a lot of alex magoo and Sean Clifford and Danny Etling, that trio, and not a lot of Jordan Love. Um, but day two, we were on the right side there. Um, so we saw a lot more. On both day one and day two, though, we were able to see Eric Stokes and Rashawn Gary doing um, some rehab, whatever you want to call it, getting back up to speed drills. And both of them look a lot better than I expected. Yeah, And, you know, we were just talking about people overreacting to simple drills. So we probably should take that same advice, but Eric Stokes was doing a few sprints looked really fast. And you, you really got to hope with an leg injury like that, he doesn't lose his speed, which is a staple of his playing style. Um, and then Rashawn Gary was doing drills. Um, I forget the technique, but basically just with a, a blocking dummy where he swats his aim. Two and then... Yeah. Swats. Swats it down and then goes outside. He had some burst off of that drill too. So both of those guys looking like they're on the right path. I know Bill Huber said, um, did he say that Eric would be ready to go by week one? I think possibly. So. Yeah. So he, Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated did say that both of them should be expected to return at some time during training camp. And that doesn't guarantee a, a week one start um i still wouldn't be surprised if both started on ir to start the year for sure yeah and that would free up two other roster spots and you know rashawn gary is one of my favorite players and he is an absolute difference maker but with lucas van ness in there i'm not necessarily too worried about that being a gaping yeah. hole and the secondary survived just fine um without eric soaps last year plus it's still four weeks right yeah. a lot of time between now and then um and then to some Good players and some interesting notes of training camp. First off, Trudy, uh, after Thursday, you guys heard a lot of talk about the second-round draft pick from Michigan State and Jaden Reed. Um, you know, he has the same body type as Amari Rogers and Randall Cobb. Um, but, man, he is... That's a lot more explosive. Yeah, a lot more explosive. This is everything we hoped Amari Rogers would be and some. You know, on that end round, he looked great. And also, Jordan had a touchdown to him over the middle of the field. 
which was an amazing catch by Jaden Reed. He's not the tallest guy, so he had to jump up there and get that one. And over to Vondra Campbell, who's yeah, all pro. That is true, yeah. Um, so Jaden Reed is I'm I'm very excited for him, and he is going to get plenty of opportunities um in his rookie season. And then um onto the safety position, which was one of the most um talked about um position groups heading into this training camp. Um you know, Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage is what they've mainly been running out there. Rudy, best friend of the show, you know, uh, check out that interview we did with him. And we talked quite a bit about this upcoming training camp and how he was going to prepare himself for having that opportunity to be a starter, but also having plenty of competition in that room. Um, but Rudy and Darnell, the main safeties. But then you also had, like yesterday I was watching, they threw – Jonathan Owens out there a few times on the on the starting lineup. Um, and that was with a three safety look. Yeah. Uh, so um I think today they threw a Dalton Levitt with the ones as well, which is oh, on purpose? I think so. Which is oh. I'm not excited to hear about that at all. Oh. Okay. Because if he's on the field on defense, that is something went wrong. Yeah. Hey, who who knows? Maybe he could be a great safety, <laughs> but no. I'm <laughs> I'm hoping he stays mostly with Rich Basaccia's unit there. I watched that one preseason game. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens at the safety positions. And that might, you know, Rudy being in there, that might just be a case of what we're seeing at a lot of other positions, like outside linebacker and among the offensive line, too, where they're favoring experience for at least these first few days, um, just so they can run the play smoothly. Um, and have these guys that are familiar with the playbook. Um, and then once things get ramped up and the rookies have more experience and everything, they can start running out their preferred lineups. Yeah, and I, I, I think I would assume they prefer Rudy Ford to play closer to the line of scrimmage. Right. Well. Yeah, so, hey, I mean, that three-safety set could be something that we, we see a bit. Um, Even with Ennis Gaines going in the slot, like right. at least like four safeties on the field at once. Yeah. Wow, that would be interesting. That would be. Yeah. Um, so that's the safety position. And then on the offensive line, like I mentioned, you do have Zach Tom starting at right tackle. So the four um, to the left of him are obvious expected choices. Um, but it, it was interesting um, to see that they started Tom over Yash in that uh, starting lineup. And I think that's the right move. I I would agree. You know, like we had an argument on Twitter a few weeks ago, and I was confused by your Yash Nyman hate. You know, I'm a big Yash guy. Um, But, you know, you you just fight it in saying that, you know, right tackle is not as strong as position. And I think what we've learned over these past few years with some injuries on the offensive line is that just because a player is versatile doesn't mean they need to play all across the line. Yeah. So, um, Yash was, interestingly enough, well, I guess not interesting. It was an obvious choice yesterday when David Bakhtiari was taking a veteran rest day that he was on at that left tackle position. So, you know, Yash, while he might not be the strongest at right tackle, he can be that swing tackle on, on, on both ends. That's how I prefer him to be used. Right. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, um, you have Josh Myers and Jake Hansen one and two for your centers. Um, I know we just talked about versatility. Um, Zach Tom, you know, we were talking about the offensive line depth these past few weeks on some episodes we did. 
Um, I mentioned it as one of my big concerns in the episode we did with Cassidy of the depth on this offensive line. But at some positions, you know, more than one injury is going to happen, obviously. But at some positions, the versatility is going to be huge with these guys. And that the six guys that you have right now, it's it's a, a great group. You know, if uh, injury, one injury happens, hopefully not to David or Elton, but if just one injury happens, they'll be able to adjust just because of the versatility of these players. So although Jake Hansen is the starting or the backup center right now, um, I mean, who knows if he even makes a 53, they could, I, I mean, they could really just store him on the practice squad, but um, you know, even Jake is at, at that backup right now. If, you know, Josh Myers goes down, I would suspect they would put um, Zach Tom at center and then Yash at right tackle. Um, so that versatility is going to be huge. So uh, any other notes from practice before we get to uh, some league news here? I don't think so. We got everything. I think so. Yeah. Um, the The first practice was pretty, pretty lightened down as was today's closed practice. And then Thursday was pretty exciting. And we'll, we'll see what, the plan is for tomorrow. I'd suspect um, it'd be another hefty practice. If yeah, they keep Spoff it said right. that they'll have a pretty longer practice. Yeah, I'd suspect. For last practice without pads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to be off Sunday also. Okay, yeah. So that, that would make sense. All right, now to some league news. Two points of conversation here. Um, first, a quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. Um, he Who's that again? Yeah, so he plays for the Jets. You know, I don't know how he got there, but um, he took a, a pay cut with them, and you know, I think it was thirty-five million. For a couple weeks, so yeah, thirty-five million that it took off his contract. Um, I think there's less guarantees, but I think it's backloaded. Yeah, for sure. And this whole thing, this whole contract is right now, I'm pretty sure his cap hit for this year is just $1 million, <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're playing, paying Zach Wilson all that cash, too, to be back up. Right. I mean, the Jets are practically all in this year. I Because they've already, with that restructure, they added a few years after that so they could spread it out. So, I mean, like, if he decides to come back next year, I don't... I don't know what they're going to do. So, I mean, him, now there's rumors about Delvin Cook being signed right. in New York also. I'm sure they could get him on a cheap deal, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty much all in this year. Every um, big name is going to New York. Yeah, I mean, Aaron really him you know, unless he plays really good and they just miss out on the Super Bowl, if he comes back next year, uh, they're going to be in an interesting position. Although I would suspect they'd they're going to be able to retain most of their young players um, just because they got a good thing going on over there. Um, And then also another AFC quarterback, Joe Burrow went down yesterday um, at practice. It was a non-contact injury. Big B tried to be a Twitter doctor and diagnosed him with the ACL, Uh, but it was just a calf injury. It definitely looked scary though. Um, Kind of reminded me of Teddy Bridgewater back in the day. Um, But Turns out to just be a calf injury for Joe. Looks like he's still going to be ready for week one. However, he will not uh, be suiting up for the Packers joint practices. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, before that first preseason game. So, you know, it would have been nice for that defense, especially since they're not going to be facing one in the preseason. 
um, to face a, a good starting quarterback like Joe Burrow. But oh well, they got Mac Jones. I said a good starting <laughs> quarterback. Um, so there's that. And obviously, uh, very good to hear that Joe is going to have a quicker recovery than we initially feared. And then I, I think that's all the important stuff we have here for our, our second uh, in-person episode. Um, I did want to talk about something that I'm so excited to be in my possession now. I don't know if it's in frame, but let me grab a very special piece of writing here. The Packers family cookbook. I don't know how many of you own this piece of art right here. But my God, I saw this. I walked, we walked into a, I don't even know what you'd call it, like a CD. Yeah, like a movie type store. Right. Yeah. At the, the Bay Park Mall. And I saw this as soon as I walked in and I grabbed it before uh, you could. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the cover itself. You got Leroy and Gilbert on there eating wings. And I'll include some pictures here uh, to overlay in the episode. But it basically it has every single um staff member and player for the Packers in 2001 I mean you even got like the most random people in here holy crap I mean you got Julie Shirk who is the Packers pro shop assistant catalog sales oh legend right there I really she should be inducted into the Packers hall of fame you got Autumn Thomas they they got these names in a bad font Autumn Thomas administrative assistant slash pro personnel she's got marinated venison sandwiches and veggie pizza recipes in here that I'm sure are good. Um, you got Lisa Trichel, the Packers pro shop assistant slash retail sales. Yeah, we go way back. We go way oh, back. He, oh yeah. Uh, she has some beer dip and carrot salad in there. So it's just phenomenal. I mean, you really, you, I mean, you got all of the players in here. Interesting to see what recipes they have. Um, let's see. Let's find a random player in here. Oh, Santana Dotson. There's a good one. Um, uh, let's see here. His spouse is Monique. Oh, wow. He's got an interesting birthday. Uh, doing, uh, December 19th of 1969. Uh, golly, went to Baylor university, been in professional sports for 10 years at this point. He's got three kids. His favorite movie is Scarface. Favorite TV show was growing up was Sanford and son. And if he wasn't playing for pro football, he would be working with kids. Is he, encouraging child labor there or does he just want to be like a babysitter uh oh okay he's got some interesting recipes in here he's got mom's waffles and quick and easy crawfish or shrimp chalap uh i don't know how to pronounce that jambalaya so look i don't know how much these are going on ebay for but i highly recommend getting this i'm not going to make any of these recipes in here besides i think donald driver had a pretty simple one i might try that out um but you you guys gotta get this i mean it is just uh a wonderful piece of history um that you can hold in your hands i really want the packers to do another version of this yeah i mean it just reveals so much about the player's personality so i'd love to see what tj slayton has oh oh that's a good question yeah that's a good question he He'd take up like five pages. Uh, Probably would too. Okay, so that that Packers cookbook is great. I got it for ten dollars to steal. 
I try to avoid unnecessary purchases. So I posted on Twitter, like somebody convinced me that I don't need this, but 20 people actually replied. You definitely need that. So it's pretty necessary purchase. I, I would agree. I mean, I'm surprised they don't have that Packers Hall of Fame, to be honest. Really? I mean, I'm going to plan on donating this one day yeah. um, to the Packers Hall of Fame. I mean, I could definitely see it. They have random stuff like in there. So, I think that's all we got for you today. We're having a great week in Green Bay. We leave after tomorrow morning's practice. Unfortunately, we wish we could stay for the whole month um, of Packers training camp. It's always a great time, but hung out with some great people. Um, shout out to our buddy Easton who brought us. He works at um, the 7-Up Packaging Company, which owns Dr. Pepper. So he brought us each 12-pack uh, of Dr. Pepper cans. Um, hashtag on brand. Uh, our friend Caden of the Pack Only podcast, uh, Matt Ramage came over to the place earlier. Um, Andy Herman, like I mentioned earlier, um, Wyatt. Yep, Wyatt Gleisner. Um, he's a great content creator. And then we also toured um, the Live X Studio with Corey Banky, who is always always a, a fun time to talk to. I highly recommend doing that too. Like yes, Farmers Market Wednesdays. Yep, on Wednesday afternoons, you can sign up for a Live X Studio tour in downtown Green Bay, and it is it's pretty insane to see a high tech company like that uh, here in Little Green Bay. So, with that being said, we thank you for watching. We thank you uh, for tuning in to all of our training camp content, um, and we'll talk to you uh, more. We're in St. Louis and. Marquette, Michigan, respectively. That's all we got for you. Go Pack Go.